This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. So you may notice that I look very relaxed right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. So I'm a You're little teaching up- that yoga class. Anybody? I'm a little upset yeah. with my son oh, okay. uh, who has one class a week. He's he's staying home with us right nu- now. Nuclear physics? What's yeah. Um, and he's got one college class a week. Yeah. And right before you got here, he overslept that yeah. one yeah. class. Um, let yeah. everybody know that I don't I don't come at six thirty in the morning. No, it is noon. <laughs> it's yeah. noon, and it's the one class uh, yeah. he has all week. Yeah. And well, I'm, he was study, He's been studying for the last six oh days. Oh my god! It, right. I think I'm going to try to channel some of that anger. Okay. Into the and I, it's white hot right now. Okay. Okay. So it, it, this cla- this um, show can go either way. It could go either way. <laughs> there it could. could. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. No promises is all I'm saying. Because <laughs> okay. it is time. So, I mean, when I walked in, yeah. uh-huh. and, you know, I walk in, I go, hey, how you doing? And you just, you gave me the, and I've seen this look before, yeah. you know, the, um, I, I think the last time I saw this look was when you went to a bar and they told you you didn't have a collared shirt and they wouldn't <laughs> let you in, right? This, I think you're madder now than you were at that point. I really don't get mad very often. Right. I really don't. I'm I'm a pretty mild mannered guy. Yeah. In fact, I just came home from a, a trip to Richmond, Virginia. Mm-hmm. It was seventy degrees. Right. We spent time with family. We met babies. Yeah. You know, we had a wonderful weekend. Um, I came back and now I'm a little angry. <laughs> I'm a little angry. Uh, I'm so I'm going to try to channel that anger. <laughs> you into know what I think is hilarious is let's rewind the Rick forty years ago, Rick. Yeah, no, I know, I know. <laughs> hey, I know. Believe me, this is what my mother says immediately when I bring this yeah, up. Like, and, I, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it is what it is, uh, but I'm working through it. <laughs> and right now, it's time for minutia, man. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia, Minutia Man, Man with Rick and Dave. So how are you going to handle this this evening when he comes home? Well, is, Or is he even ever going to ever come home? Well, it's a Wednesday. We're taping this on a Wednesday. Right. Wednesday nights we... Uh, Go to my mom's house okay. for right. dinner, so he'll be on his best behavior there. And my mom will look at me like, "What's wrong with you? He's such a perfect child." <laughs> and uh, I'll be like, "Pass the schnitzel." <laughs> <laughs> mom, did you overcook this? <laughs> this sauerkraut, this store bought sauerkraut. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, let well let's have some frivility. Okay. And maybe let's. maybe you know maybe this will get you in a better mood. Um, this story comes out of the UK, and by the way, Rick, we're ranked yeah. 194 in the UK. Is that right true? Now. Yeah, 194 right now. That's pretty good. Not that, not that this stuff matters. Wow, not that, that, that's very high. Not that I don't I don't care about this. Right? Hey, hello, my uh, hello, mate. <laughs> you wankers, <laughs> foul mouth parrots are unlikely stars at a British zoo. Oh, okay. Bird keepers, and you come from a long line of bird keepers. The, Eka, the, the Eka, yeah, that's true. The 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 Kempfer. Yeah, what was the first? There's guy? a Kempfer toady tyrant. There's a Kempfer <laughs> woodpecker. It's all because of Raymond Kempfer, who was a bird expert. And no, Emil. Emil. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. You kind yeah. of get your. I know. I'm sorry. Raymond is another bird expert. This is true. Who is a professor somewhere. Uh, in Colorado, a, a Kempfer as well. Yeah, yeah. What is it with you guys? I don't know. 
Well, foul-mouthed birds, like I said, are unlikely stars at a British zoo. Bird keepers at the Lincolnshire Wildlife Park in Friskney, England, have a little bit of a problem on their hands, right? Well, what's that? Eight of their parents, names redacted, are parrots, not parents. <laughs> I was going to say, how many parents can you have? <laughs> I'm just seeing your white-hot hate right now. Eight of their parrots, names redacted, seem to have a bit of a swearing problem. Ah. Simply put, they're spouting extremely offensive and racist language toward visitors at the zoo. Yeah. <laughs> a video of these bluebirds, see what I did there? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, have gone viral, amassing over 125 million views. That's now, a lot of views. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Evidently, they hit a nerve here. People yeah. <laughs> love listening to parrots swear. Now the family-friendly park this is... This may actually be helpful to me to hear this. You're yeah. gonna, and you're going to love the audio. Did you have a chance to listen to the audio? I that? did, yes. Okay, so um, now that the family-friendly park is trying a new plan in hopes to tame the parrot's language, and what they're doing is they're integrating them into a larger flock of unswearing parrots oh. that don't swear. So it's going to be like, look at this nice parrot. Yeah. Right. He's not swearing. Right. He's not dropping the Hello, F-bomb. gentlemen. Yeah, right. Right. It's like, it, yeah, it's like Bert from Mary Poppins. Those oh, kind of yeah, parents, exactly. right? They're Hello, just, governor. Yeah, they're just dancing, right? Um, so I got an audio of the swearing parrot. First of all, yeah. I think the problem is they're in England. Where everybody swears all well, the time. Right, exactly. It's the most foul-mouthed <laughs> country on and, earth. And there are some words uh, which are maybe this is why we're so popular there. There are some words that they use that are never used in America. None whatsoever. And they're used like in, yeah. you oh, know, I, I heard it as when, adjectives. When, when we when we were in London, I don't know, it was right before the pandemic. I heard the C word. That's what. That's the one I'm thinking about all the time. And the it, other big one is twat. Everyone's a twat. <laughs> You're a twat. You're a twat. So <laughs> it's something you don't hear in America right. very often. But I got an audio or the audio of the of the swearing birds. Okay, here it yeah. is. Goddamn, fucking son of a bitch. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. I'll kick your ass. I'll kick your ass. Be quiet. You bitch. You bitch. There's just a few of them. And you know people are constantly going there now and just yelling at... But I bet they just picked this up these parrots from the normal visitors that are just I, I wouldn't be there. surprised at all so. so I have a story for you it's kind of related actually a recent study in Royal Society open science shows that humans can intuitively pick up on basic chicken emotions excitement discontent etc by the sounds of their clucks alone okay all right nearly 70 percent according to the study 70 percent of people could match the cluck with the correct emotion, regardless of the previous experience with chickens, or lack thereof. How much of my tax dollars have been spent on this study? <laughs> well, it makes you feel any better. This is Australia. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, the research reminds us that uh, humans have an innate connection to other beings, and our ability to pick up universal signs of happiness and distress is something that we should be proud of, co-author Georg Henning of Australia's University in Queensland said. Mm-hmm. Now, you... Um, 
Do you remember Larry Lujak? Yeah, of course. So Larry Lujak uh, and I kind of became friends towards the end of his life, mm-hmm. and and we would talk on the phone occasionally. For those of you who are don't know who Larry Lujak is, pop, perhaps the most famous morning disc jockey in Chicago from what? 70s, 70s 80s, 80s, 60s. I mean, he was even. huge. Yeah, huge. giant. Um, but he became famous, or for, one of the things he became famous for uh, was he was part of the opening of movies at movie theaters around Chicago where he would say that he could um, hypnotize a chicken. Okay. Do you remember this? But no, I don't. So he, he and and he would hypnotize a chicken on the film uh, right before the movie starts. This was like something that happened. And I asked him about that and he told me that he was sitting in a meeting and they were asking what they could do and he goes, well, you know, I can hypnotize a chicken. And he was kind of joking. He had heard that this is possible. He was kind of joking. They said, that's it. Tomorrow we're going to the theater and we're going, <laughs> we're going to film to Na- you we're going to Naperville the chicken. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he... He did it. He really? looked it up. He figured out how to do it, and he did it. Really? And it was on film forever. But anyway, so I'm I'm actually, I was skeptical about this whole chicken thing. Yeah. And then I started watching some of these chicken videos. And I think I think I can actually also. Hypnotize a chicken? No, no, not hypnotize a chicken, but uh, tell their emotions oh. based on the clucking. Okay. So, you know, you can find chicken videos everywhere. Yeah. And I think if you listen closely to this one, I think what this chicken is saying, the emotion is, I want to go camping. Okay. That's this okay. is, but right. you know, I'm reading it. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to figure yeah. it out. Yeah, okay. And here's, here it is. Hey boy, put, I say, put that egghead book down, boy, cause I, pay attention when I'm talking to you, boy. I say, I'm going to take you out to the woods and learn you about scouting and woodcraft. See, yeah, you know, I can do it. That's chicken leg. What's his? That's foghorn leghorn. Yeah, I think I can do a pretty (laughs) famous chicken. (laughs) Right, Uh, Asha, boy. (laughs) Yeah, all right. right. I'm working on my. Yeah, not too bad. David Bowie, too. I think in three episodes. David Bowie. I'm doing a David Bowie. Wow. I was listening to a couple of interviews with David Bowie. I'm like, I can do that for you. Really? Pencil it in, everybody. Pencil it in. Channel a little David Bowie right now. Hold on. Um, little hunt man. Mm-hmm. Not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll work on it. Okay. I work on you it. You want to hear my Christopher Walken? Now, <laughs> reviews. Ed Jones on Potable writes, listening to this podcast, I don't understand this at all. Listening to this podcast is like hanging out with friends you don't get to see very often. So are these friends that you don't really like that you end up seeing like every once in a while? Yeah, what does that mean? I, uh, You know, I think it's positive. Right? I think so, too. I think so. So it's like, hey, I love you guys. But then I'm like, eh, I'll see you in three months. Yeah, right. okay. You know what? I'm totally fine that that's my our dynamic. I'm with it. Right. I'm up with it. And it's time for another feature. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. And when I say up with it, I mean down with it. <laughs> because... Because I apparently have lost the ability to speak English, uh, but uh, that's uh, that's just a, a part what you, of what you get. I said I'm up with that. Oh, it's not if I'm down with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't even that. notice. I can't hear you. So, <laughs> all right, this is a big anniversary in history, and Studio Walls it, it implores us, it forces us mm-hmm. to go back into the archives and pull out something from this week in history that makes sense. 
that we can share with everybody. Uh, this week is the anniversary of the Lone Ranger. Hmm. Now, you've you've heard of the Lone Ranger, sure. obviously. Uh, the Lone Ranger was initially aired in Detroit radio uh, in, uh, in 1933. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's been around the year Hitler s- came since to power. 19, is that right? Yes, mm-hmm. it is. The year Hitler came to power, uh, and and we needed the Lone Ranger then, and we need the Lone Ranger <laughs> we definitely now. Need him now, yes. Uh, but we have a different twist on the Lone mm-hmm. Ranger. Uh, we wanted to bring it up to date a few years ago, and so we went with a kind of a different approach. How would you describe what we uh, have done with this? Well, we connected two things that were very important to us at the time, or at least with me: yeah. male pattern baldness uh-huh. and old 1930s radio so which everybody makes that connection everybody does and that's why it's called the lone roganger honey do you think my comb over looks better this way or should i try it like the one al gore has i don't know dear how quaint boy i sure wish there was someone i could talk to Fiery horse with a speed of light, a cloud of smoke, and a hearty centrum Sylvie, the Lone Rogangi. With his faithful Native American companion, Pepto, the daring and resourceful masked rider leads the fight against middle age. Nowhere in the pages of history can you find a greater champion of the baby boomer plight. The Lone Rogangi rides again. I'll get it. Hello, good citizen. I'm the Lone Rogangi. And this is my faithful Native American friend, Pepto. What seems to be the trouble? Well, uh, you see, I, uh, well, you know. No need, my balding friend. I see the trouble. What you need to do is puff up your frontal tuft like this and comb over using the traditional left over right method. See? Remember, a puddle looked like lake to man dying of thirst. That's right, Pepto. Honey, look! Come on, Pepto. We're done here. Hi-ho, Centrum Silver! Away! Uh, oh, that masked man? I've learned another lesson from the Lone Roganger and his faithful Native American friend Pepto. Um, I love your Native American. That was you on the radio. What? Right? Wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> your, your, your Native American uh, kind of ra- a little slightly. <laughs> a little yes, racist. but I said Native American. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I did, it, right. It, it was kind of like a him say go, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. kind of thing. But, you know. <laughs> so Al Gore, what was this, 20 years? Yeah, we did that on John Landerker's show. Yeah, uh, of, yeah around 1999 or yeah, so. Yeah. 25 so, years ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and we did it because Landecker is a huge Lone Ranger fan. And he was losing his hair. And he was, and he was losing his hair. Yeah. Right. So anyway, that's the origin. But I love your that. line, a puddle looks like lake to man dying of thirst. It's so and true. That, every bald man who went through that knows like... You know what? I think if I could just fluff this up a little bit and maybe squirrel it a little bit and a little there. Um, hey, um, okay, uh, we have to go to the next section here, and this is an answer to last week's request. All right, first of all, let's play the jingle. Let's. 
Time now for Rick and Dave to both share a story or two about things going on in their lives. Involving the kids, the wives, or both. And now, Rick and Dave. So, if you tuned into last week's podcast, you know that I told the most humiliating story about my parenting life. Um, and that was when I took Johnny to jail um, because he was hitting other kids. And it was embarrassing because it was just, you know, we talked earlier in the show how I, I kind of lose it occasionally. I lost mm-hmm. it today uh, mm-hmm. with my yeah. third son. The 21-year-old. Yeah. Um, this The difference is Johnny was three <laughs> at the time. <laughs> it was maybe a little traumatic for him. And I feel terrible about it still yeah. to this day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you made me tell this story yeah. on the air. Yeah. And I said... In exchange for me telling this story, you right. have to tell your most humiliating parenting okay. story ever. Right. And now let's all pull our chairs up and be ready for Dave's story. This is just like people did during the Lone Ranger days. Or Lone Ranger days. They sat around the radio listening to they stories, did. right? Yes. Storytelling. So this was, Lila was like five, okay? okay. And the twins were two. So we right. had three so like kids. 16 years ago. Yeah, something like that. And I was alone with three little kids, right. a five-year-old, a two-year-old, and a two-year-old. So I call that the shit show years. <laughs> yeah, right? my God. That's, I like, mean, it was just, that's like put a gun in your mouth right there. So, I mean, it was just, well, you would call and they're just be screaming. And oh, yeah, you yeah. Couldn't, I couldn't we, even have yeah. a conversation. For several years, we d- could not speak. Uh, uh, so it was right around, it was right after Halloween. And we, in a rare moment of parental discipline, we would tell Lila, because the twins didn't have candy back then, you can have one piece of candy a day from your Halloween basket, right? Okay. So, That's nice. Whatever. So she's, Lila's crying about wanting more candy. The twins are, there's some disaster with the twins. There was, you know, running around, there's probably feces, <laughs> well, you know, going down the yeah, stairs sure. and whatever. Mm-hmm. So I go, okay, Lila, I will give you another piece of candy. And I ran and I went to her bucket and i got yeah. her remember one of those long those things that were like made out of wax with kool-aid in the middle yeah sure you know those long tubes so yeah. i go here you go stop bothering me i have i mean honey baby right just <laughs> sweetie just give me a few minutes i have uh-huh. to deal with you know aaron with a, you know with a knitting needle in julia's eye right now <laughs> so i do whatever i have to do with the twins and i come back and lila has like antifreeze green like paint or something all over her arms and her dress. And I'm like, what, what the hell? Happened? And then she's like, looks up and I noticed that wax tube. Yeah. Was a glow stick. Oh, so I had given her a glow stick and she bit the tip of the glow stick. Oh, to this day, I have no idea how much of the toxic. Yeah. That green cannot be crap, good. Whatever. The, well, she got into college. She didn't get into Harvard. Yeah. So perhaps the University of Illinois, maybe she had enough of the, <laughs> well, I the, mean. they made her dumb enough. Uh, and I just, re- and then, so the, you know, the yeah. crap. Joel, was, you're not getting into Princeton. <laughs> University of <laughs> Illinois. Right, exactly. It was her risky visit. And I remember her, her um, dress was just full of this paint. And I'm like, well, I have, so. Michelle was coming home. It was like 10 minutes before she got home. So I'm like, I, I have got to. You called Harvey Keitel. <laughs> yeah, right. right, right. Yeah, the cleanup the, the, crew. The, the, the fixer came or whatever. The cleaner came. And I'm like, well, what am I going to do? I can't, you know, I can't cop to this. In fact, I think this is the first time I've ever told the story out yeah, loud. I think you might have said it before. But so, you know, I, yeah. so I 
tried to rinse out the dress and I'm like, screw it. So I just threw it away. I just threw it, just threw you it threw away. You threw the dress away? Yeah, threw, wow. All right, this is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I threw the dress I'm away. I'm feeling a little bit better. I hope so, our listeners are feeling a little bit better too. Right. So don't. Have you ever fed your children <laughs> toxic uh, elements? Yeah. But don't. I mean, on Halloween, don't give kids glow sticks. Right? Yeah, oh, it's the people's yes, fault. Right, yes, it's, it's the yes. people that gave the the nice people in the neighborhood who wanted to give, give them, the kids a thrill. Give them Snickers. Give them some palm oil. Give them some diabetes. Don't give them give a them glue, some diabetes. <laughs> give them a glue, glue stick. Okay. Well, I have a story for you that uh, you may enjoy. Um, this is a, a story, a political story, but I'm not going to take a political position on it. Okay. A member of the Missouri Senate has proposed a rule. A rule change that, if passed, would allow senators to challenge each other to a duel. <laughs> Senator Nick what Schroer, what's it? What's Missouri. It? Yeah, that, that works. Senator Nick Schroer put a motion uh, to the state's Senate to adopt a rule change allowing state politicians to settle grievances through physicality. Sure. It read. If a senator's honor is impugned by another senator to the point that it is beyond repair and in order for the offended senator to gain satisfaction, such senator may rectify the perceived insult to the senator's honor by challenging the offending senator to a duel. Okay. The trusted representative, known as the second of the offended senator, shall send a written challenge to the offending senator. The two senators shall agree to the terms of the duel, including choice of weapons, which shall be witnessed and enforced by their respective seconds. This is how it works. The duel shall take place in the well of the Senate at the hour of noon (laughs) on the date agreed to by the parties Uh, of the duel. Um, So are they writing? You said they, they write a letter? To the next, to the, they they write a letter to the guy that they want to duel. Yeah, that's how you do it. This is a whole new industry for you, <laughs> right? I mean, you're already writing eulogies. eulogies. My God, you could be the official duel I could writer. Do the the pre eulogy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tube. You get a Groupon. Well, I I just first of all, I just want to say this obviously is not going to pass. Oh, right? it's Missouri. Um, but I'm in favor of oh, it. Absolutely. In fact, why stop there? I say let's get a coliseum. Yep. Uh, two senators with swords and shields. Mm-hmm. Let them let the audience decide after one of the senators puts a sword to the throat of the other one. Thumbs up or thumbs down with placards. Yes. Right. Like, like like yes. Yeah. If you're gonna if they're gonna kill them or not. Yeah. Uh, you you put it on pay per view. Hear me out. Okay. All the senators on the floor the coliseum with one or two hungry lions. Okay. And the slowest members. That so, I don't. I mean, the so, lions aren't going to eat all of them because you know lions only eat so 50, much. Right, I mean, there's a hundred. Right, there's 50 right. States, I mean, Chuck yeah. Grassley screwed, but you know, <laughs> some of the other yeah. younger Mitch McConnell. Sorry, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, it's not going right. to work out for you. Yeah, you had a good run. Yeah, but you know, there's some other younger, uh, more spry. Uh, you know, uh, uh, um, but this is my this is my solution, and I think. Uh, well, we could we can make we could sell souvenir cups. Right now you're thinking. T-shirts. Now you're thinking marketing. Now, now marketing, yeah. right? You know, yeah. three dollars fifty. You get the yeah. You get the the dual cup with free refills. Fantastic. Pop. Oh my god. You know who uh, one of our founding fathers would not be in favor of this, but Alexander Hamilton. But yeah. I think most of the others would be in yeah. favor of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm totally fine. Okay. It. And again. Binge watch it on Netflix. Do a whole. <laughs> I mean, really, there's no limit to the entertainment 
Uh, you know, we all kind of feel the same about the people that all are. All of them, yeah. <laughs> Somehow they're all getting elected, but which is our you, own fault. But, yeah. but then would you elect a senator on the, uh, and would some of the things that you'd think about as qualifications, how good in a duel they would be? Well, no, I think you'd do the opposite. So you'd you want know? the one that would get yeah. wasted. Right. Like, right. Like me I, or you would be. Right. I mean, aren't we kind of already living in that world? Yeah. Where people are getting chosen on Just that basis. purely like who can, yeah. yeah. All right. So anyway, that is my, that's my subtle political civic. statement. That's our civic. Yes. Civics. Lesson. And I'm not taking sides, uh, but it's time for one more feature. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. I just have a vision of Mitch McConnell running for the lion right now. <laughs> I mean, I would just rewind and watch it over and over and over again. Um, now, Dave, you know who Brent Peterson is? Oh, yeah. So, a friend of ours, a fellow podcaster, mm-hmm. he hosts a show called Destination Eat Drink. Which was endorsed by AARP. It was endorsed yeah. by AARP. He also wrote a book for mm-hmm. us uh, Truffle called Hunt. Truffle Hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, he's done something uh, beyond the call. Hmm. He has sent us a celebrity potpourri oh, story. Okay. Um, which I'd like to read to you now. In 2016, Bruce Springsteen did a series of book signings to promote his autobiography, Born to Run. On December 1st, he did an appearance in Austin, where I was living at the time, at a place called Book People. Knowing it was probably my only chance to shake his hand before one of us died, I stood in line for three hours and waited for my chance. When I finally got to the front, I said, thank you very much for the music, Bruce said. You're welcome. I said, you know, they say you should never meet your idols. Bruce responded, I've heard that. So I said, hopefully you're not too nervous. (laughs) Bruce responded with silence. (laughs) Unfortunately, the only record of this encounter is a blurry photo taken by an employee of the bookstore, which we can post on our Instagram page, which, by the way, now has over 300 followers. Uh, Oh, wow. (laughs) Huge. And the reason I'm I'm reading this one this week is because Brent uh, asked me to be on his destination eat drink show it's gonna you're post like, on friday you're like david brent remember when whenever johnny carson would be yeah. out david brenner would do it yeah how many times have you done i think this is the sixth or seventh yeah. time i've been on the show uh next friday show february 9th is all about swiss cuisine mm. and i'll i'll be on i'll be the guest we'll talk about uh all the things i saw in my recent trip to switzerland and we'll probably mention uh my my accident, mm-hmm. uh, my biking accident and stuff like that. So be sure to check it out. Destination Eat Drink. It drops February 9th. Now, we do have another He's show. He's never asked me to do the show. What's that? He's never asked me to do the show. Yeah, I know. Because you like macaroni and cheese and stuff like that. And it's like a foodie and show. glow sticks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you don't have the 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 setup at home like yeah. I do. Um We do another show, which has been kind of on hiatus Mm. for a while because we didn't have our equipment working properly, but now we have it all, you know, cross your Mm. fingers, have it all ready to go. Tell everybody who we're going to have on the show this week. So we've got Max Joseph, and Max Joseph um, was the host, and I think it was either director and the producer of Catfish, right? Yeah, I think he wrote it, too. Um, And Catfish was a huge hit on MTV. It's not going anymore. Is no, I think it, it still uh, is. But uh, is he though? Well, well no, he's going. not on the show anymore. So we've got him on and he's done a whole bunch of other things. He's 
written for HBO and so yep, on. And he so did forth. a special with Monica Lewinsky yeah. on HBO. Uh, there's lots of cool stuff yeah. to talk to him about. Uh, be sure to check out Minutia Man celebrity interview next week and it should be up there and uh, we have people to thank um we have to thank tony lasano mm-hmm. mm-hmm. who uh you visited this week yeah he's looking he's a great guy yeah just gave you a stack of uh free kicks cards, free kicks to, cards distribute. Yeah. to distribute uh, right. and we our old motherboard now is with him and he's gonna yeah take yeah. it to the lean tech Electric shop and have it fixed, perhaps. Is that true? I don't know. Is that? No. <laughs> you just make that up? Just made that up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, we should thank him because he is our uh, executive producer. We also need to thank Ed Silla, yeah. uh, who distributes uh, the show. Thanks to Ed, uh, the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Uh, great talk radio hasn't died. No, no, no. It's, it's just gone to a better place, yeah. which is radiomisfits.com. And we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of Minutia Men. <laughs> The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? 